Hey everyone, Jeff here from besttechie.com, and this is Techie Bytes episode 85. Today I'm speaking with Lior Barhai, co-founder and CEO at Envonics, a startup based in Miami that's helping farmers using hydroponics grow better and more sustainably with data. We discuss why these improvements on farming are necessary, how they lead to a healthier population, why he's building in Miami, and more. Enjoy. I'm here with Lior Barhai, the co-founder and CEO of Envonics, a company that is changing the way farmers look at their plant data or just their plants and their data in general, which is something I guess Lior and I are going to talk about how they don't really do that uh, right now. So that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially people going into, you know, indoor farming, you know, it's all about the data. Absolutely. And it's crazy because like farming and growing is such an important part of society. I think we lose track of that a bit um, because we don't think about how, how our food gets to our table. So, right. and I think that the, the pandemic has really shown that, uh, you know, people are starting to look and understand, you know, where the food's coming from uh, and really being more aware of what they're eating. Uh, so just kind of diving deeper into that what's going on love it all right so the way i normally like to start these things off is you know for for you to tell me and everyone else a little bit about who you are and what you're building at envonics um because obviously when we first started talking just now you were telling me how you're redefining closed loop hydroponics which is like way above my level of understanding so (laughs) so let's bring it back down to earth for a second and let's talk about it but a little give us a little bit about who you are and what you're building here yeah so like jeff said my name is leor barhai i was born and raised in uh, miami florida i uh, left to pittsburgh to go to school uh, came back and, and started in vonics um, so in vonics what we're doing is we're, pro- we're providing new types of technology for hydroponic farmers uh, so what is hydroponic farming you know it's basically growing different crops, anything from tomatoes, lettuce, microgreens, and even cannabis, uh, you know, using water instead of soil. Uh, So there's no soil involved, which means you can grow indoors, uh, you can grow outdoors as well. Um, So what's important about to know about hydroponics is that all the food that the plants get, um, you know, comes through their water. Uh, Basically they add nutrients, which is the food to the water, uh, and, and the plants uptake those nutrients and they grow and take whatever they need. Um, and then if you're, if you're looking deeper into the data, right, if you're, if you're growing indoors, you need to set up the environment for the plants, right? Each plant, uh, you know, requires a different environment in terms of its lighting, in terms of its, you know, humidity, its temperature, the CO2 concentration. Uh, so all those things need to be monitored and adjusted uh, to really set up the perfect environment for the plants. Um, and that's that's one of the key reasons why indoor farming and using hydroponics uh, is getting a lot of traction. is a lot more important. is a lot more, you know faster process in growing you know our food that you get at the groceries because we can control everything. You know, there's no extreme weather conditions. There's no droughts. None of that. Uh, so that's a little background um, of hydroponics. Wow. So hydroponics can essentially. I mean, is it is give us a little kind of history lesson. It's an is it like a newer type of farming? Uh, no, I think it's been around since since you know 
hundreds of years. Okay. Uh, but re- but really, uh, it's starting to pick up a lot more traction now because there there is this statistic out there. You know, by twenty fifty, will be you know close to 10, 10 billion people population, uh, with only seventy five percent more food to produce, with only five percent more land. All right, so how do we solve that problem? Uh, you know, there's so much, you know, we can go vertical, right? And how do we go vertical? Uh, if we go indoors, right? What you can produce in a thousand square feet, uh, you know, is equivalent to an acre of land outside. Uh, so being able to produce the same amount, but in such a smaller area um, is really why it's starting to pick up as well. That's fascinating. Oh man, I, that and that makes sense, right? Like, because you can grow, like, because you don't need as much land if you can grow without, you know, the soil and the things like that, like all that stuff you need to be like in the earth for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really yeah. cool. Um, so tell, tell me a little bit about like what made you get into agriculture tech in the first place? Like what, what is it that piqued your curiosity or that piqued your interest at, at, at what point was, were you like, huh, that's actually an industry I, I want to get, you know, involved in considering there are so many other tech hardware applications out there that you could have applied, I guess, your background to, right? Yeah. So I studied mechanical engineering. So really the, the door was open for me to go in any way. Uh, but really in my, my last semester at, at Carnegie Mellon University, uh, my capstone, we started working on a, on a four-wheeled robot. Uh, and this robot, uh, you know, tended to, to home garden. Uh, it basically watered your plants and it plowed the field. After graduating, you know, kind of thinking of what to do, remember all the market research that we did on that. Uh, and really the idea just started turning. It's like, okay, we need food. Uh, we want to live healthy. You know, uh, you know, agriculture is lacking in technology, right? Like there's so much technology out there, but we're still doing things the same way we did it a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. right? So like, how can we take it um, and, and, you know, apply what we know, apply what's out there already to an old, a legacy industry too? old industry. Um, and I think part of that, what sparked me as well is, you know, my grandfather grew up in Israel on a, a farm. Uh, my dad worked on that farm. So that's in my roots as well. And I think just the root. I love the fact that you just use the word roots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a great thing about agriculture as well. Like when we're growing, right, the plants are growing, right. Uh, uh, and roots as well. So um, yeah, so I think it, it just, it spoke to me and it was like, okay, this is a way, you know, me and my co-founder can make a difference uh, through, you know, the food that we eat and how we get it. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what drew us in. Wow. And you're like, and, and you're, and you're, you know, I, I've seen your Instagram stories. You're out there at five, 6am in the morning out on the beach doing a workout. So it, like yeah. this, like uh, to me, when you say this, it really rings true. It, it feels very real. And like, I'm curious, like, do you have like your own like hydroponics setup like at your house? <laughs> <laughs> we used to. I used to grow kale and we grew tomatoes for a long time, uh, but we, we kind of put them down uh, because you know it was tough taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from waking up at five and going to work out, going straight to the office, you know, you don't have a lot of time. To yeah, that startup lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not anymore. But we, we grew a bunch of kale, like that was delicious, uh, and, it, and it's crazy the tomatoes that we grew here. You know, you, you buy the same type of tomato from the grocery store, and it's just two totally different tastes. Mm. Uh, you know, you lose a lot of taste when you buy in the grocery store. Um, so another benefit for hydroponics. Definitely. All right. So 
clearly, uh, you know, we you kind of alluded to before how important hydroponics farming is to the world. Um, but let's let's take let's take a let's take a small detour and let's talk a little bit about what the future would look like if we if if we weren't leveraging some of the technology like hydroponics and then on top of it with what Envonics is bringing to the table with like the way you provide data to these farmers so they know the nutrient count so they're not guessing right 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 so uh you know without hydroponics right we go back to, to what i said before about you know population being 10 billion you know needing to produce 70 percent more food you know with five percent land more land right like how can we support a population like that uh you know and i think what would happen without growing food indoors and on levels you know we'll get more into the process things the health of the society will go down i don't want to go that route that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different uh, you know whole different podcast we can talk about um but in terms of hydroponics right uh you know what we're doing here at Envonics, uh you know we're providing real-time continuous uh, nutrient monitoring uh, so what does that mean, right? Like I said in the beginning, with hydroponics, your nutrients are in the water uh, and the plants are absorbing those nutrients. Um, you know, right now, the way that they're measuring it, uh, the industry is measuring it. Um, basically, they're looking at one number for 15 different nutrients, right? So it doesn't really give you a big picture. Uh, the way I like to explain it, it's like looking at total calories and not looking at the nutritional breakdown. You know, you can be having 200 calories, but it might be all sugar. Right. Uh, you know, it's terrible for you, right? You have no idea. So our system goes in line to their system and it reads continuous to nutrients uh, and uploads it to the cloud. So now they can see the nutritional breakdown, right? So now you can see, you know, if you're eating carbs, you're eating proteins, uh, but really for the plants, which is nutrients such as nitrogen and potassium. So what really, what capabilities is good for the farmers is being able to, you know, minimize their inputs while maximizing their outputs. So less nutrients in, more yield, Right? because now you know exactly what to give it and how much to produce and ultimately producing zero waste, right? And they're not wasting anything. Like everything that was put in front of that plant to grow, it took it and it grew and now you're eating it. So it's almost like a circular, uh, you know, system. That sounds like magic, man. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy. I love yeah, it. So like, yeah. so, so you're working right now with a bunch of farmers, uh, with a, like a test pilot, right? right. And, um, Tell us, tell us a little bit about, if you can, who, who, what kind of farmers you're working with and what kind of the, what the results have been uh, thus far. Yeah, I can mention some, uh, I won't mention any names, um, but uh, yeah, it is a farm down here. They're growing uh, lettuce in shipping containers. They're selling mostly to restaurants, which, you know, really emphasize flavor and texture, uh, you know, so how can you manipulate those? Uh, you can do it through nutrients, uh, especially if your lighting is staying consistent and your temperature is staying consistent. What you give it, you know, allows the plants to. to so, change. are you telling me, with with Envonics, a farmer could t could act, could like customize the way a lettuce tastes, looks, every like just with like pinpoint precision. Right now we're talking the big vision of Envonics, right? That's crazy. Our big vision. I'll quickly, you know, imagine walking into a grow room, into a you know a room growing lettuce. You go up to the iPad, you select, I want this flavor, I want this much green, and I want it in three weeks, right? Envonics system takes care of the rest. Right? That is nuts. That is oh my god. <laughs> Yo, the future of farming. You're making it cool. I think honestly, yeah. I think I think That's this. Exactly. You know. 
one of the things that one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this podcast was because I I've spoken to you before a number of times. Obviously, we, we right. met through uh, the Florida Entrepreneurs Club, uh, which I started with Nick. And every time I talk to you, I get more and more fascinated in what you're building, because like on the surface, it's like not sexy. Right. It's like right. it doesn't seem like it would get, catch anybody's attention. But really, it is because this is the stuff that you're going to end up eating. <laughs> Right. And like, yeah, it's crazy. And the fact that we can do this through technology and and especially with what you're building to create, you know, better food for us is, 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 I I mean, I think it's game changing. I think it could change the the health of people in general. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like, look, the people, when they go to buy lettuce at the, the, you know, grocery store, uh, it doesn't taste like anything. It, It just it's just crunchy and like maybe crunchy, you know, and green. Like, what is it? You know, but like it's like mostly water. It tastes like nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but you grow hydroponically, you bring out a lot of the nutrients, a lot of the flavor, a lot of the texture, uh, and that's because you know it goes straight from farm to table. Mm-hmm. You know, the lettuce that we're getting here in, in Publix, you know, down here in South Florida, came from Arizona. You know, half of its life spent on a truck. You know, picked early so we can make it here. You know, like, yeah. What's the point of eating that? You know, there's no I think that, right? right, right. I know. That's why I'm so excited about Envonics. I feel like yeah. I feel like I'll be eating better tasting food like in the near future. Yes. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> if it's homegrown, if it's locally grown. Yeah. yeah, love that. Oh man. So so tell so tell so you you were working with a um a handful of pilots right now, right. and. So how how's that how's that been going? The results have been positive. Yeah, we've been seeing great results. Uh, just recently, we asked them about their yield numbers. Uh, we're already seeing about a fifty percent increase in their yield. Holy uh, crap! Which is, which is crazy. <laughs> that which is, is nuts. crazy. You know, we were blown away when we saw that, uh, which shows us that there's so much more room to grow and so much left untapped because uh, we're just getting started with them. Uh, wow. So. We're very excited for the future. So, like, are farmers like knocking down your door to like work with you? Like, uh, uh, you know, how, how what does that look like for you right now? Um, in yeah, terms of... uh, we're not there yet. I don't think we got enough noise or press. Okay, uh, we're gonna we get you. We're gonna get you that press. But, um, um, so yeah, so we're right now we're still like uh, in a in a beta version of our system. Uh, so we have a, just a few pilots going on. Um, but you know, once we get the good case studies from the results and start publishing, start making the noise, uh, yeah, hopefully our assumption and kind of what we're seeing right now is as soon as a farmer gets their hand on this tech, there's no going back. Uh, you know, like, once like you it. start seeing those levels, yeah. you know, you can't go back to what it was. Uh, so like this pilot, you know, they're, they're wanting two more systems, uh, right. So we're getting ready to deliver those. That's amazing. That's amazing. So Tell, talk a little bit about how big this market is. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with agriculture at all, to be honest with you. Um, right. So, yeah. so we dive into, you know, controlled environment agriculture, uh, right? Also known as CEA. Um, basically, anything grown uh, where you're controlling some type of piece of the environment, uh, whether it's the temperature, the sunlight, the lighting, uh, the water. Uh, so that market here in the U.S. is about a $3.7 billion market. Um, and that's just, you know, talking about produce. Now, if we go into into medical and recreational cannabis, which is the same methods, you know, that's another $11 billion market. Um, so the room and to growing, grow. And growing, I'd imagine. And growing. 
that cannabis market, I'd imagine the cannabis market is, is growing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> rapidly. Right. So everything that we produce for, you know, growing your food is, is works for them as well. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of opportunity, uh, and they're, they're both growing, you know, at like 20%, uh, uh, per year or over five years. Gotcha. So, all right. So you're originally from Miami. I'm going to, we're going to pivot and switch topics slightly. Um, you're originally from Miami, but you went up, you were up in Pittsburgh, um, mm-hmm. for school and now you're back here. So why, what, first of all, you know, what made you decide to move back to Miami as opposed to somewhere else? And, and, um, why are you, you know, why build down here? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the major reasons, I'll be honest, you know, th- through why we moved down to Miami was really just to, to build on the relationships that I have here, uh, you know, move a little closer to home because I was, I was pretty far away for five years. Uh, so Miami was just felt like he was calling my name. Uh, so we ended up moving down in, in August uh, 2020. Um, and what I didn't realize until I got here was this Miami tech scene, the, the Silicon Beach uh, really a bunch of startups starting to move here and a bunch of, you know, financing companies coming here as well. Um, and really started seeing that growth and starting to realize, Hey, we can be part of this, right? Uh, if we get involved enough, if we, you know, produce the results that we want to, you know, we can be early, uh, you know, kind of trendsetters, uh, for here down in Miami on the tech scene, uh, and really help support that startup community because, you know, San Francisco is super saturated, Everybody got it the hell out of New York during the pandemic. Uh, that's where you're from, right? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, to, uh, to be yeah, fair, though, I, I plan to move prior to uh, the pandemic. But, okay. you know, oh, I, it's, it it's, it's, it at this you. point, it's like, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's also great to see, you know, such a beautiful city, Miami. You know, so many opportunities, such a diverse culture here. Uh, and I think that's something that, you know, startups can really use and, and capitalize on. Uh, and really used to grow. Love that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think uh, one of the other things I'll say about, you know, building here is that everyone's really welcoming. Uh, I yes. Like, I moved down here, um, like we said, from New York, and I didn't know anybody. But everyone was mm-hmm. really welcoming and, and, you know, bringing me into the community. Um, and it was it's been amazing. So I that's definitely a, a, a big plus, I would say, as well. Uh, For sure. I, I would love to ask you, you know, uh, and I maybe I'll, I could chime in on this too, but like what's some of your best advice for people who are moving or considering moving from, you know, another city to, to Miami for, for tech? Well, if you're considering, do it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's number one. That's number one, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but if you're here already, I think, uh, you know, what's really helped me is, is diving in and trying to find these local groups and, entre- and entrepreneur groups and like you said, it's so welcoming that like, you know, don't be afraid to just say hello. Uh, you know, someone will invite you in. Uh, and it's, and it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people with people trying to do great things. Um, you know, so if you can find those groups, uh, I know tech hub is a good group. I know, uh, Flint is also a great group, you know, through clubhouse. Um, you know, I think shrimp society is another one, um, really trying to dive into those as early as possible and, and, you know, introduce yourself. Uh, you never know what those connections are going to be like uh, and, and what can come out of it. Definitely. Yeah. And if you're thinking about, you know, uh, coming down here, like, like Lior said, definitely just do it. <laughs> At the very least, just do it for, like just to test it. And you'd be like, 
I see why people are down here now. You know, it right. all makes sense. Um, and we and we've been building great communities, and it's just been phenomenal to see the support that everyone's giving every everyone in the community. Um, so I highly would recommend giving it uh, Miami uh, a visit. If uh, yeah, you'll definitely sure. you're not going to want to leave because honestly, yeah. why why leave when you have beautiful weather except for today when it's kind of rainy. <laughs> but for the most part <laughs> we can deal with that yeah for the most part all right let's talk let's talk a little bit about you know you're a new entrepreneur you know yeah. um what have what have been some of the the biggest challenges you've faced in your journey your you know your your short journey so far as an entrepreneur and how have you kind of overcome those yeah i think um really the, the mindset of everything uh has been a big challenge and kind of really helped me uh, you know, get grow into the shoes that I'm feeling right now. Um, you know, where in terms of like getting getting you know your routine down and being able to set yourself up to, uh, you know, really perform at your best and continue to do that without burning out. Um, and it, and it's simple things like you know why do I wake up early in the morning to work out? You know, it's to do that to get my mind right. It gives me you know two hours to myself to work out and train. Uh, you know, reading a lot also helps as well. Um, and, and in terms of like another challenge specific to Envonics, you know, has been uh, recruiting talent, um, you know, but I think that's changing. And I think we're seeing good changes here where a lot of talent starting to stay and started to come down here. Um, so, yeah, that's that's another thing that I think, uh, you know, entrepreneurs should really start thinking early as to how to recruit some talent um, and, and building out a system to get them to get the right talent. What, what, uh, what kind of, have you worked on any of that yet? Like yourself, like, um, in terms of identifying talent or figuring out a pipeline for talent? Yeah. So we've been using LinkedIn, uh, really just LinkedIn jobs and trying to get people here, uh, in locally in Florida. Um, I think tech Hub has a good resource, but I haven't really dove really deep into there. Um, but but yeah, trying to find people local. I mean, we're looking for specific jobs like a chemical engineer and plant scientist. Uh, you know, those are a little harder to find. Right. Um, but we're seeing a lot of like software developers stay here, a lot of electrical and mechanical engineers here. Uh, so that's great to see. And I think just more people are going to be attracted uh, to my effort. Yeah, man. I think, uh, well, I'm curious. I, I have no idea if there's overlap here, but here's a question. Would like... Uh, Plant science, like where, like where does a plant scientist like usually hang out? Or like, would like Tropicana have like a, or like Florida's <laughs> Natural have like a plant scientist? Great question, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. I'm looking for them, uh, trying to find them. Um, but yeah, they might be working, you know, in like cornfields in the middle of Nebraska or something. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to find them. Um, Yo, know, I feel I have a strong feeling if you reached out to a plant scientist in the cornfields of Nebraska and said, I have a hot startup <laughs> idea for you in Miami. Would you be interested? They, they'd fucking hop they on would. the next plane. And yeah. <laughs> be down here. You're, you're definitely right. <laughs> That's an easy sell. That's an easy sell. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's also some universities bumping out to be some good programs uh, to produce these plant scientists. Uh, we can look at Cornell, we can look at UF, uh, University of Arizona. Um, so yeah, they're, they're pumping them out. They're slowly starting to start graduating and entering the field. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's happening. Awesome. 
Well, keep uh, keep me posted on that. If I if I run across any plant scientists, I'll definitely point them yeah. in your direction, man. Um, awesome. So here's a question for you: Like, you know, you uh, your background's in mechanical engineering. Why, you know, why are you the person to build Envonics? Like, why 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 should someone invest in you? Why should why should why should we be paying attention to what you're building? Right. That's that's a great question. Um, really, why me? Um, you know, because I'm going to make it happen. Uh, I love that. <laughs> right. Cause you're like, here I'm, right I'm, now, yeah. aren't you? So I think yeah. you're making it happen. We're doing it. We're doing it. And we're showing results, right? Like first time entrepreneurs uh, building a system from scratch that's never been used before. Uh, really cheap. Building something innovative for the industry. Um, you know, and for me and my co-founder, it's all been about the mindset and the culture that we're building. About, you know, there's no failures. There's only learning lessons and wins. Right. If we could take these learning lessons and, and understand what we did wrong and know how to take it to the next level, uh, you know, we just start pumping out wins uh, and wins make us grow, uh, makes the plant grow, makes us grow. Um, right. So and then the culture that we want to build. Right. It's, it's a culture of abundance. Right. There's enough to go around for everybody. You know, let's let's support each other and let's keep growing together. Right. Um, there's a, a culture of, you know, hard work, of teamwork, of, of working with each other. Uh, I think that's super important for us. So, yeah, the, the mindset and the, and the culture that we're trying to build here, uh, you know, really makes us the right team to make this happen. Dude, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't say how important mindset and team, like the core team, is to, you know, early stage startups. It's everything. If, yeah. it, and, if, if, and if you in, instill that culture in your organization – it's going to work its way through to everyone when, especially when it's coming from the top. Right. And I think that right. you're a hundred percent right. Like there, you know, there's no fail. There's, you know, you may not do something that works out in optimal fashion, but that's nothing you can't learn from. And right. when, and when, and when you can like take away that, you know, you didn't necessarily, you, you might've failed in, in terms of what you expected to see. That doesn't mean you can't change that going forward. Yeah. And, and get what and get the results you want, you know, if you keep working at it. Um, but you got to learn from those exactly. mistakes. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. You have to know what you did. You have to be aware of them. Right. It's be, don't don't be hard on yourself, but rather, you know, look at it and be like, OK, let's see what we could have done differently to produce the outcome we wanted uh, and then taking that into the next event. Uh, and that's that's experience. Right. That's yeah. how you gain experience. Uh, and I think just just the mindset of, of not accepting failures, but looking them at Learning lessons is a game changer. Hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. I, I, that's how I look at it these days. I'm like, and I really, I really like dive deep and I analyze and I'm like, all right. I come at it from different angles and I'm like, all right. If I, if I came at it this way, what you know, how could the results have changed? And if, and would they have changed for the better or for the worse? And what if I came at it from this way? And like, and I kind of really kind of think through all the different kind of scenarios that I could come up with um, to kind of figure out, all right, let's try it this way, you know? And then, and then you just kind of, you, it's, it's test and iterate, right? It's, it's a, it's a learning process. Um, right. Yeah. And you know, the, that first decision you made that produced that result, like that's what you felt was right at that moment. You know, that's what you thought, Hey, this is going to be the best move. Right. And it turns out it wasn't, there's a probably a better move, but you know that and you learn from it and you grow from it. And I think what's, what's also really important is when we talk about your team, right? Having an open team, like 
having someone there that will call you out on your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so important, you know, so you don't end up too high on your horse. If someone knocks you back down. Be right. like, Yo, we're all in this, you know, we're doing this together. Like, let's 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 get after it. So I think that's also important when you're talking about culture. Totally, amazingly yeah. said, my friend. Uh, I have one last question for you before we get to the lightning round. And uh, this is going to be a new question I'm going to ask all of the Florida-based entrepreneurs that I have on the podcast. And I'm doing it because I want to make sure that the community can support uh, one another. Um, So my, my question, my last question for you today is, what's your ask from the community? Like, what do you need? Um, that may, that we can hopefully help provide you with or guidance on or whatever. Yeah, uh, that's, I appreciate that question. You know, I think that's great what you're doing and, and trying to, you know, build the community together, which is awesome. Um, the ask, like I said, you know, we're struggling with you know, building the right team and recruiting the top talent. Uh, so if you know a plant scientist or a chemical engineer, uh, shoot them our way at Envonics, uh, com or see us on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, that would be a great uh, addition to our team and uh, uh, introductions to uh, venture venture firms, uh, VCs and angels. Brilliant. All right. Lior, you made it through. Um, now we're up to the lightning round, which, of course, presented by a product on South Florida who we're partnering with. Um, here, so when you're ready, you let me know and we'll get started with the lightning round. Let me take a sip of water and it will be good. All right. I'm here for it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. What is your preferred social network? Instagram. What, which celebrity would you most like to have a meal with? The Rock. Ooh, that's a cool one. Yeah, I, I. How much do you food do you think he eats? Like, oh, dude, he probably eats like six thousand calories. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an <laughs> expensive meal. Cheap. Hopefully, he's paying. Yeah, yeah. oh for sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, what's your favorite streaming service? It could be any kind of like music, movies, you know, whatever. Uh, Motor Trends, big into cars, so it's like a, a car subscription. Wow, didn't expect that. That's nice. All right, right. all right. Left field. All right, if you could acquire one skill without any effort, what would it be? One skill without any effort? Yeah. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one skill. Uh, that would be that. What was it? You cut out. Yeah, my AirPods just died. Uh, per, uh, machine learning. Machine learning, awesome. All right. Well, they died just in the nick of time. We have one left. All right, here we go. One shop, uh, online shopping or shopping in a store. Which do you prefer? Shopping in the store. Interesting. Okay, why is that? Just curious. Uh, I like to touch and, and feel it. And usually when I walk into the store, like, I just see it right away. And I'm like, that's it. Uh, online shopping. I spend too much time. You add too much to your cart. Mm. Uh, so, so in the store, it's a little bit more uh, laid back. Gotcha. All right. Well, Lior, you made it through the lightning round. So if, if anyone who's listening wants to get in touch with you or check out what you're working on with Envonics, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So you can check us out on LinkedIn, uh, Envonics. So that's E-N-V-O-N-I-C-S. Uh, and then we also have a website, Envonics.com. Uh, 
reach out to either me or my co-founder. Uh, my co-founder's name is Kumar, uh, and we'll be happy to chat. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lior. I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Awesome, man. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Done. Thanks for listening to Techie Bites. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday with awesome interviews and conversations about technology and business. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting our podcast at anchor.fm slash best techie and or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Both ways help us greatly and are much appreciated. So thank you. Until next time, we'll see you. And remember, remember, take care of your computers.